I just wanted to come on because I've had some time to reflect after the news of of the suicide of, of Sarah Hagazi, which has affected me and I think affected a lot of a lot of queer Arabs around the world in a very unexpectedly powerful way. And I've been reflecting a lot on the reasons why I was feeling so much grief and so much anger uh, and so much sadness about her death. And and after speaking to, to some people in, in the community, um, I guess for me, I can boil it down to two, to two things. The, the image of Sarah holding, waving the flag at, at the Mashru Alayla concert uh, three years ago is very haunting because we know the consequences of that small action and what they were for her. It was a moment of pure joy and maybe a, an, an optimism and hope. And you can see that in her face in the photograph. And it was a moment where I felt she was not hiding who she was and how she was feeling. And she was letting her body submit to this, to this freedom, this freedom to, to be who she was and to proudly showcase that uh, in her home in her home country. And the tragedy of it is that the consequences of that, that moment in time for her cost her her life. She was arrested, she was put in prison, she was sexually assaulted, she was forced into exile in Canada. Her mother died while she was in exile and she was not able to see her. And then finally she took her own life. And for a lot of us who grew up in the Middle East, in societies where we felt that our gender or our sexual orientation did not conform to society standards and the consequences of us being open about our sexual or gender identity could be disastrous. The story of Sara Hagazi is a confirmation of everything that we grew up fearing that if we do showcase who we are, and if we do live freely, then we will be condemned um, to our death. And I think that's one reason why her story really hit home, because it was a sense of hopelessness, that everything that we had grown up fearing was true. Our societies hate us, they don't understand us, and they condemn us even in our death. And the second reason that for me, at least, the, the story of, of Sara really hit home is that it's a story about exile and how exile kills. Like I said, Sara died in Canada, away from her home, away from her family. And that's the reality for, for a lot of us, myself included. We, you know, we leave the Middle East because we want a better life, because we think who we are cannot fit in with what society 
um, wants us to be. And this idea of leaving, in many cases, you're, you're leaving because you want a better life and, and on some level that's true. But when you leave, there's a haunting that happens. You, you know, you, you're, it's, it's as if your body splits into these two possibilities, the possibility of, of staying and the possibility of leaving. And you're always haunted by the what ifs of what if I had stayed? Who would, be, who would I be if I had stayed? Would I be a more complete person by staying? Because in exile, you're always walking around like a bit of a ghost having lost this part of you that you can't really articulate or describe and, and this part of you that never really existed in a way. And Sara's death, I think, brought home to me and I think brought home to a few of my friends who, who are also living outside of the, the Middle East, this, this sadness and this fear that, that there is no happy ending, there is no going back. And sometimes, and maybe for a lot of us, we will live and die away from our, our homes and away from our families. And that's something that, that is very difficult to accept. So I've been going on a lot, but I just wanted to make the short video and just talk about it and just acknowledge it because I think that we're all feeling this. A lot of queer Arabs are feeling a lot of sadness and a lot of anger and a lot of hopelessness. And, and you're not alone in, in this feeling. I think we're all feeling it. And I hope if there's one positive thing that has come out of Sara's death and the tragedy of, of Sara's story, it's the fact that I guess for the last week, I've been feeling this very strong sense of, of community as, as we, you know, the queer Arab community around the world in the Middle East and those of us living abroad have been mourning together because we, we, we understand, even in our silence, we understand the power of her story and that her story is all of our stories as well. Um, and it's a story of the failure of our societies, of our parents, of our neighbors, of our coworkers. And if you're listening, and if you're a straight Arab and you're listening, it's your failure too, your failure. But if there's one good thing that I can take from it, it's that we are we are a, a big community and we have a lot of love, and we have so much hope inside of us, and. I think it's incumbent on us to try and and find that hope somehow. Even though in times like this, it's very, very difficult. So if you're a queer Arab and you're listening to this, um, and I know that a lot of you are listening because even though you don't follow me, I see on my stories how many people <laughs> watch. Um, but if, if you're listening to this and you're a queer Arab, uh, let me just say, be be kind to yourself these next few weeks. And give yourself a pat on the back because it's not been easy. You know, uh, growing up, it couldn't have been very easy. And, and, and you made it through. And acknowledge the difficulties of it and acknowledge the person that it's made you in both good and bad ways. Um, acknowledge the trauma that this has caused and give yourself a bit of a break and take care of yourself. And I'm sending you all a lot of love. Bye-bye.